0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, podcast team. I know it's been a little while, but we're going to start season two. Today, our season two is going to be talking about why we can't wait on God. We'll be coming from the scriptures, James 1 2 through 11. and we got to understand that we have a purpose, but our purpose only involves God james two james one two through eleven reads this: consider it nothing this amplified version, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our beloved God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke (coughs) or blame. And it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith. Without doubting God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways. In everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Let the brother in humble circumstance glory in his high position as a born-again believer, called to the true riches and, and to be the heir of God. And the rich man is to glory in being humbled by trials, revealing human frailty. Knowing the true riches are found in the grace of God, for, like the flower of the grass, he will pass away; for the sun rises with the scorching wind, and the wind withers the grass. its flowers falls off, and its beauty fades away, so too will a rich man in the midst of his pursuits fade away. We're going to talk about being real with God. We are living such a robust life. And now we're going through these stages of the pandemic through 2020. People think that it was just so horrible. Unexplainable. People are so confused. People are wondering why, what happened, what caused this, who's to blame. We worry about the wrong things too much. In this topic, when it says why we can't wait on God, because we got to know too much. We know Him. If we don't have enough info, we don't want to wait on it. We don't want to follow it. We don't want to just believe it's going to be okay. We want to automatically just panic. When we go into these modes of right now, they reveal. The worst of all things is happening on the news, the internet, the media. But what they don't reveal is the miracles that are still happening to this day. They don't reveal the people that's 95 years old surviving this virus coming out on top. They're not revealing the people that's having lung problems, having all kinds of side effects, that's having all kinds of issues with their life. They're feeding this virus. We have had had things to kill us all our lives and will continue even when this pandemic just all of a sudden goes away. But we we've so focused on what they're saying. We believe anything that we see, we hear. We don't sit there and ask God and pray to God. What's really happening? What's my role at this? What am I supposed to be doing through all this? Am I supposed to be an instrument that encourage people to hold on? <clears throat> the ones that's not strong in you. The ones that's just weak. The ones that don't have the confidence. What is my role? What am I supposed to be doing? But instead we're worrying about all these numbers rising. Oh, I can't go here. I can't go there. I can't go to church, but I got to go to the grocery store. I got to get something to cook. So many churches are closing. So many churches are just getting used to the online thing. But who's thinking about how are we are going to get these complacent people? That's not got used to being in the house. And got used to being online. Ain't got to go nowhere. Ain't got to put on no clothes. Ain't got to get makeup on or nothing. How are we going to get them back in the church? It ain't going to be just as easy as saying, okay, door to church back open. And everybody going to be like, hoorah. We don't live in that kind of world no more. People don't love God like that. But we got to ask ourselves. Did we make the right decision when we didn't wait on God? All believers know that you didn't. And I'm not talking about just church doors closing, waiting on God in general. On anything that you have done in your life. Anything you're doing right now. See, we never know how strong we really are. Until we're faced with something. Adversity. A mountain in our life. Circumstances, situations. Just abruptly just rush themselves in. Unaware. Not ready. Catch up. Just catch you off guard. Out of the blue. Your response. Shows your material to level. In God. We have to grow up. There's no doubt in our mind. We have to mature. But then we also got to know. Is God Lord and saving our life? First of all. We can say we love God. We can say we'll serve God. We can say we'll do all these things. while things are going good. In the high spirit. You speak a bunch of empty words. God writes them down. Everything going good for six months. All of a sudden God say. Here you go. Here's a valley in your life. What you going to do with it? Your job lay you off. God forbid but. Some reason you Wife had to go on a part time or something, or or your wife not working. You went from making sixty and seventy thousand a year down to unemployment, or to twenty thousand. You got used to that lifestyle of making that good money. And all of a sudden, things fall apart. Now, this is the person that goes to church. And even pays their and offering all the time. Faithful in giving. Faithful to the ministry. Saying all these things, why it's going good. I trust God. No matter what happens, ain't nothing to turn me away from you, God. I believe your very word. I know your word to be true. Can't nobody tell me you ain't my provider. Can't nobody tell me, hey, that you won't sit there no matter what. If you never give me nothing else again, God, you ain't got to bless me again. We speak all them kind of words. But when this situation arises in our lives, What's the first thing we do that shows our relationship with God? Is the first thing you do is call man, any man, your family, your pastor, your friend, cousin, uncle, brother, dad. Trying to get their help. How many of us go straight to our knees and ask God, why did this happen? What's the purpose in this, God? Give God his word back. God, you know I've been faithful. You know I serve you, God. I know I'm not above going through something. I know sometimes we can get in a certain place and think we don't need God. And then we ask ourselves, where was our faith? Was our faith in the money we was making? Or was my faith truly in God? Remember the topic says, why can't we wait on God? But you go in God in prayer pour out your heart, you're crying, you're going through depression trying to hit or pressure, trying to fall on you. And God don't say nothing. You come out of prayer frustrated. He still don't say nothing. Two or three weeks now went by and you still ain't heard God. You're getting worried why God ain't speaking to me. Our first response, what can I do to fix this situation? But we always told God we'll wait on him. But then we'll go into our own knowledge, our own understanding, trying to make something happen. And all alone, God ain't said nothing to us. But he been sending nuggets through your child or your wife or even a stranger. But because it didn't come from a certain person, we didn't think it was God. When God gave us a word, if he used somebody like Noah that was drunk, God can speak a word through anybody or anything if he wanted to. Just because they may not be so anointed, so well known, so this and that, <clears throat> does not mean that God won't give you a sign. But we so focused on what happened, we missed a part on what we're supposed to be doing. God can really do things in our lives when we allow him to. God can really change or transform us when we allow him to be God in our lives. Our problem is we don't know how to let God be God. We don't know how to let God be Lord and Savior. We figure this crisis come up and he allowed it but he can't get us through it or past it. Come on y'all. We really got to understand that God does everything with a purpose. And we got to understand he only answered our prayers. So when a mountain come or a situation, circumstance come, we got to think back. What do we say to God? When do we say it? What do we speak unto our own lives? Our mouths get us in trouble. Because we speak a bunch of nothings. Don't think it means a hill of beans. But God is steady writing it down. Saying okay. Okay. All right then. Ooh, you you super spiritual. And we don't realize how strong we really are. And how close to God we really are. Until something come up in our lives. And we're faced with adversity. That's out of our control. So in this series. I pray it does something for somebody. It's do it for me. Because we got to learn. To wait on God. In everything that we do. It may be uncomfortable. It may be hard. It may be strange. It may be difficult in our own. Means a way of doing it. Remember one thing. When we get oppressed or depressed. It's because we not left God. And went to our own understanding. Trying to make things work. God said take his yoke. It's easy. And his burdens are light. But cast your cares upon him. For he cares for us. How many of us can lay it at the altar? Get up, <clears throat> walk away from the altar, and never look back. Because the word in part of the series says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. And it also says, not in this scripture but another. When you grab a hold to the plow, the plow of God to till the land. And if you just look back, you're not worried of the kingdom because you're double minded. You can't focus on God. You got to focus on too many things. So always remember when we're going forward in God and we just attempt to look back at what we told God we were going to leave him. And try to hold a plow in one hand. And our issues with another. We're unstable in all our ways. And we're not fit for the kingdom. So as these series come out. Think to yourselves. And think back on what's done happening in your life. Why we couldn't wait on God. What was the one niche that kept us from trusting and believing in God? What was the one thing? It may have been four or five or six, but what was the one main thing that kept us from trusting God? When he gave us a word and told us he would go to take care of us, when he told us he was there for us, when he told us he would be our provider, when he told us he would love us unconditionally, what stopped us from believing what God said is true? But you go to church every Sunday. You do everything. You're do you. You're faithful to the ministry. You, you're faithful to what God has given you. But have we been faithful to God? Mm. We can do things that's in front of people. That's going to show that, hey, I'm doing it. But what do we do in front of God that's going to show God, hey. I'm with you. I'm trusting and believing in you. I'm going to learn how to wait on you. I'm going to learn how. To put your word to action in my life. I'm going to learn. Because that's my duty. That's what you put me here for. I thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for being a part of this audience. Sorry for the space of time. But believe this. If you wait on God. There's a great reward at the end. But then we ask ourselves. Do I really love and trust God like I say? When you ask yourself that and something come up, your first response is going to let you know where you stand with God. Be blessed. I love you all. Remember the topic of this, this season. Why can't we wait on God?